Welcome to episode 83 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Massive week in the world of running with marathon racing in Manchester and then today in Boston. Plus there's the National Road Relays to cover, 10k racing in Lincoln and all of our other usual nonsense. But full of that on a day which saw Kipchoge, the king of marathon running, fall to his first defeat on the roads since the wind and the rain of London during the COVID year. Let me welcome to the show the Prince of Wales, who's busy preparing for another assault on the roads of London this weekend. How's tape alive, Joshua? I feel like I should, yeah, all good. I should have put a full stop in that sentence somewhere. Struggling <laughs> to breathe. Yeah, all good. I'm I'm very, very ready to race now. I think Maranoia is fully settled to be honest. Good man. Josh is just about to go into the shop, so we're gonna let him go into the shop. So I'm gonna introduce my other co-host this evening, um, who gets a stitch so often during racing. I've considered changing his name to Lilo. That's one for the big Disney fans out there. Um, how was the stitch this weekend, Shane, at Link 10K? It uh, kept at bay. But it's funny you say that because I genuinely want to get a tattoo of stitch on my abdominals where I get a stitch. There you go. So not, any, just, any, uh, not just for the parents out there. If you've got any, got any tattooists who are big fans of the show, then come and ink me up. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure we'll get some offers. Um, as Josh is gone to find some tea to get his semi-carbo loading in. Josh just talked us through his carbo loading. Um, didn't seem like the normal carbo loading I've, I've heard of. Um, Shane, do you want to kick us off your Monday, Sunday? I will. Um, Monday to Saturday is going to be very, very quick. Well, by my standards. So Monday I had a rest. Um, obviously, we recorded last Monday as we normally do on a Monday and I mentioned that I was sort of got a bit of a niggle in my shin. So I actually had an appointment already booked in with the osteopath. So whilst I was there, we uh, had a little look at my shin. Um, just so I'll take it. Was his name Tony? <laughs> no, it was Neil. <clears throat> actually, no, it was John and John listens to the show. So uh, he loves it. So, um, yeah, basically, I just the plan was to sort of keep it easy for a few days keep it light which didn't really bother me anyway so tuesday 46 odd minutes 713 pace wednesday 54 odd minutes at 718 pace but the problem here was on wednesday's run i developed another two injuries um and obviously last week i was coming off the back of a cold so i don't know what my body was up to this week but it was an absolute shit show so I rested Thursday. Uh, Wait, also had a... what, what were these two injuries you encountered oh. on Wednesday? Let's call them niggles. So I was running on Wednesday. My, my shin was easing off towards the end of the run. It was like, nice one. I started getting this really sharp pain on the side of my knee, uh, which where I was getting the pain, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's coming from my IT band. So then I sort of had a little poking in around my hips when I got home. Absolutely killing me. So my, my glutes and my... Um, and my, well, TFL muscle for all those fans of anatomy, tensor fascia latte, um, was very tight 
And actually, after speaking of marathons, when I did my wonderful sub three at London, I had um, an old sort of I, I get I used to, I got hip bursitis when I was younger as a teenager, and that sort of came back after that. So the, I think the knee and the hip is just linked. I think it's just massive tightness down that side. It, it might be due to the fact that I've sort of changed my uh, therapy couch this week. Might not be it might just be the fact that I've actually got to do some work for once. Um, but whatever the reason, um, I've been with these this week, so went for one on Friday. One thing I can say for certain is your knee and your hip should be linked, so hopefully that's true. So, your hip bones connected to you, yeah, yeah, count for your week, mate. So, um, Thursday I had a rest because I was just I was work all day, I was knackered, and I was like, I'd, well, can't be asked. And if I'm dealing with niggles, I'm probably going to benefit from so I'm having another day off, and it didn't really matter too much. Friday I went for a run, another uh I think I've got these wrong. Oh yeah, I did. Friday I did 54 minutes at 718 pace. Tuesday I actually did 51 minutes. <laughs> Not that it makes a difference. At um 713 pace. And then Saturday I went for sort of a little shake out in the evening. Throughout the day, sort of my my shin on my left side and then my right knee and hip. I could feel it, but it felt a bit better. So I was like, I'll go for a run. And I actually put on a pair of old racing shoes, put on a pair of old Adios before they put in any carbon. So I just thought, um, to be honest, I was going to, I was going to be tempted to race in them on Sunday just for a bit of like, um, added stability for sort of hip and knee. Um, and I, I felt okay for that actually. 655s, rapid, rapid. So, Sunday. Shane, to be honest, if, if I was just thinking, if I had a niggle, the one thing that I wouldn't do is put on them old type of bats. Like, I, my Achilles was sore just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but luckily for me, I don't have an Achilles problem, Josh. So I was, I was having a knee a knee problem when when you're in super soft shoes all the time. Like my 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 feet need like contact with the ground, if that makes sense. Um, what what mileage shoes are you wearing at the minute? Um, I actually did most this week in Pegasus and my old Nova Blast. So I, I yeah, did that. Yeah, because I didn't... I, Pegasus I is fine. Yeah, I, I think some, sometimes when, when I've got niggles, um, I find it better to go back to what I call like a basic shoe. So like no plates in it, no sort of really high stack height, just... And I like the Pegasus for that. It's a really simple, basic shoe. They, they've they hardly changed the geometry of it over the years, and that's kind of why I went in those my old racing flats for that little shakeout on Saturday. Because again, there's not much in them, and I think it just gives an opportunity for your body to to do what it's meant to do, and then you can kind of feel out your body. So, like in on Saturday, I was expecting my shin to hurt more in those shoes, but I also wondered whether. I'd, I'd been running in the Sockley Triumph and they're awesome, but I wondered whether like they were sort of uh, contributing to any any of my pain. So I was like, I'll try and I'll get off those for a little bit and see what. what. Yeah, felt a lot better by Sunday. So uh, I was down to do Lincoln 10K. The original plan was to do it as tempo. Um, and what that basically means is just sort of not flat out. Um, I was going to start steady and all being well, if I felt good, I'd pick up. If I didn't feel good, I'd just try and finish it at tempo. So on paper, that's what I did. I was 31.42. Um, in reality, it was well hard. 
Uh, luckily, I felt no niggles during the race. I felt a bit of a, um, I felt a bit of a, uh, like a twinge when I was warming up doing strides in my knee, but my shin felt absolutely fine once I'd done a jog. So I was quite happy about that. I did do a couple of strides in my old Takumi Sens, again, the ones um, that are a couple of years old now. And I just bottled wearing them. I put on my next percent. Yeah. Like, these are so much faster. So I was like, do you know what? And, it, and things felt okay on my next percent. So I was like, I'll just wear it. So, yep, yeah, 31.42 is 5.06 pace. Um, yeah, it was pretty even the whole way around. I think one of the miles was quite slow, but that's the uphill mile. Um, but obviously, I, I raced, I had the whole race running with Abby Donnelly, who set a huge personal best and won. And I think that time puts her like is it tenth full time in the UK, eleventh? I will I will check it out. Um my my main question is, Josh, are you gonna go through the first 10k at London faster than this? What was it again? 31? 31 42. What pace is that? 506. If Clarky does his job right, we'll be very close. <laughs> I'm gonna stand at that 10k mark with Shane yeah. <laughs> with a stopwatch. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, well, so what... that, I'll pace you, mate, but I'll be I'll be sprinting at the end if you don't mind. So we're looking at 10k all-time women. Yeah, Abby Donnelly. What did she run? 31, 42, 41, maybe. Yeah, so 31, 42 is 11. So she might have just slotted into 11. Just behind Laura Waitman, just ahead of Mara Yamauchi and Helen Clivero and Joe Paley. So, Steph 12, not some bad names to be ahead of. Um, the whole way around. So, basically, I, I just slot myself in that group because, I, again, I wanted to run tempo. And there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a decent group of us. And I kept looking back. I was like, oh, Abby's still here. Abby, I was like looking at the split, sort of, I think we went through 3K, like 9.33. And then about seven to eight K, I so I, I felt actually awful to like four K. And I was like, and I could feel the stitch actually coming on. I was like, this is awful. This is horrendous. About six K, I kind of felt okay again, but my breathing was very heavy. And I I almost wondered whether actually, like, now we've got our fancy watches there and I've been sort of tracking my heart rate variability through the week. And I always wonder whether the cold I had that was absolutely fine at the weekend, obviously, this was the first. Thing of any effort that I did and it was yeah I just didn't really settle my breathing at all till about 6k I felt okay so um about sort of 7k sorry just on your breathing I was listening to Nick Earl earlier who also has had some problems with his stitch he said when he saw a stitch doctor whoever that may be um they told him to something like breathe out on alternate legs so you're not always breathing out on the same side and he did that well he's done it since his 214 marathon so might be something in that for you Shane I thought I'd let you know might be I won't get into this too much but what's confusing on the breathing thing is I mean this week I think I was just breathing heavy because of whatever <clears throat> but and it might have been linked with some some sort of sensation of getting a stitch but when I did the apartment as a bunny I mean my breathing was extremely, extremely heavy there. <laughs> so I don't think it's like a, a an oxygen thing or an or a, 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 a like a straining of breathing. Maybe the rhythm of breathing might be something yeah. interesting. 
or they can serve as like distraction techniques perhaps. But yeah, I did settle off and I started to push on sort of 7K, uh, pick up a little bit. There was a couple of lads from the leading group who were faded, so I thought I'd try and catch them. And I dropped the group apart from Abby. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I got on to um, the sort of final 2K and that, that 8 to 9K is pretty hard. And honestly, that was a point I was like, I'm actually going to have to latch onto Abby here. I, I was I was hanging, um, but then I sort of felt I got I felt a bit better. But like I was working really hard, so I was just sort of trying to encourage sort of Abby towards the end because I was like I, I couldn't believe she was staying there. And it was a phenomenal run. Um, I was quite happy because I didn't I finished the race without any ailments and I didn't have a stitch and I'd worked hard, which is what I wanted. My shin felt fine. I didn't get any knee or or hip trouble so um i was quite happy because it was the first sort of tough thing i've done really good conditions um i am going to have a quick rant about the organizers though because we obviously valencia was a big topic now to put it into context lincoln 10k gets like normally a couple of thousand finishes doesn't it and yeah, it's never that, yeah. it's not quick on the front end because it's quite an expensive race to enter and there's no prize money. There's not really any incentives. So it's only really us local lads who sort of have our opportunity to to race each other. Um, and the the start, you... Well, the, the lead car couldn't, like, had to wait for us to go onto the sort of second road. So after the first 400-meter stretch, because the start was that... The start's that narrow. You couldn't fit a car down it. So we get to the front... Like we sort of walked in through the front of the tape and there was loads of good runners, like sort of mid sort of like 33 to 37 minute runners that couldn't actually get in to the front at the side because everything was too bunched forward and the start was so narrow. So me and a few of us, we were trying to like make the start wider and we're having a word of organizers and like this, this is ridiculous. Like someone's going to get hurt because what's going to happen, you're going to all these 40 minute runners coming through with all these 35 minute runners trying to literally like, dart into them to come on then the start was stupidly narrow then so what they had to do is when they were lining us all up we were all a few of us were kicking off a little bit and then they moved the mats forward a few meters and luckily got some of their um like some of the photographers and some of the marshals to actually hold the sort of 40 minute runners back to let all the other people in so luckily there was no disasters but it was like way it was about to be way worse than like valencia like i think if you had if you had more quick runners on the start line it would have been an absolute disaster and but it's, is it, is it not start where it used to like in, in front of the yeah. garage so it, it starts on quite a wide road right yeah yeah you couldn't fit a car down it where they have the barriers they block the barriers oh, so, it's so so for people for people it's a it's a mainish road in that of lincoln yes it's single carriageway but single carriageway going both ways so mm. wide enough to fit two and a half cars comfortably yeah on that road so they've yeah. they've blocked off one side of the road they've all yeah but so they've always had they blocked off one side because they you run into well there's an island in the middle of the road at one point yeah and then you also go to a roundabout and turn left and that roundabout but typically bottlenecks for for people so i think they try and keep the start constantly narrow to avoid bottlenecking Right. But it's getting thinner and thinner every year. And it's it's just, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, it's okay for us guys on the front because we're straight into our running. But every, yeah. I had quite a few clients who got held up because of it. And then 
You've got people tripping up the railings and all sorts. But anyway, because it wasn't wide enough for a car, the car waits at the roundabout. And when the runners come, the car will go ahead of the runners. Well, this year, I, I don't know, he must have been on his phone or something, did not see the runners come in. So the lead pack is like level with the car going ahead of it. The car was a was a Golf R, so they're pretty quick, aren't they, Josh? And this car just fucking floors it, like to get ahead of the runners. And I'm I don't know how he didn't like take out like the lead bike and some spectators. Like every you you pay. Who was driving it, Bowser? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you pay like th- thirty to thirty five quid to enter this race, and every year they cock something up. Every single year. And like a, it's a run for all event. Like the, it's a big events company. They they just got to do better. It's just terrible. It fair play to the the sort of I don't know if it was the um the main race referee or whatever you call them in the end for actually sorting out the start after we were sort of kicking off. But I, I think if if we didn't mention anything and if runners weren't complaining, they would have just let it go ahead and it would have been an absolute disaster. So anyway. So There's basically, you're, you're the hero of the day, Shane. I'm a hero, always. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pretend everyone that I paced, I'd be around the whole way. Uh, when I, in reality, I tried to be around, I couldn't. Um, so, yeah, that's me. But, how, many, um, how many miles to the week? Oh, God. Uh, how many? Oh, my things reset. Why, why, are you, why are you looking? I just want to honour add. So, 506 is um is what I checked two thirteen forty seven. Two thirteen pace Shane. How long have you got? You've got ages to your marathon. Just oh, add yeah, a, yeah, all just you have to do is add a mile every week, isn't it? That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. I, and actually that, I can probably take a couple of weeks off because what what is it to what is it to marathon? Like thirty like weeks. Thirty something, yeah. Perfect. Thirty miles for the week. Thirty point big. Big, big yeah. week. Right. So, um. Before yeah. Josh goes into his uh two weeks out to one week out, let me rattle through my week quickly. Monday after the podcast, we recorded from the podcast. I jumped on the treadmill. I was going to do an hour. I was very bored after twenty five minutes and just not. I just can't do an easy run on the treadmill at the moment. I just don't want to do it. Don't want to be in there. But anyway, um, did thirty five minutes. It didn't sink for some reason. I noticed on like Wednesday. I thought my mind convenient. I definitely did it. I've got it on Swift if you want to go look. And then Tuesday, I turned 36, the big three okay. six. So Jenny didn't leave to work till about half nine. So my plan was, it was really, really windy on Tuesday. And I got out in the morning for 40 minutes at 7.01 pace, rapid. Must have been feeling, feeling good on my birthday. And I was going to do a session. I decided to do a session that evening because if I ran to Eliza's nursery with a bit of an add-on, like a little loop, I could do the majority of my session with the wind. And it was like 40 mile per hour, probably like 50 gusts, wasn't it? However, I sat in in my office here and at three o'clock, about quarter past three, I was about to go, got the change, about to go, like start session and it absolutely smashed it down i've not seen anything like it the hail was ridiculous and i was like this is i'm just not doing that so i ended up um 
waiting till half four then just jogging over to get the car so i did another two and a half miles at 656s said i was going to do the session in the evening didn't so so wednesday i did the session and again it was ridiculously windy and this comes part of the of the session so the session i had planned was 10 minutes five minutes four minutes three minutes two minutes one minute one minute i think off recovery i think it's like a 35 minute fartlek something like that and i'd wanted to do it outdoors but the weather was just so grim so jumped on the treadmill 20 minute warm-up all good i'm somehow miscalculate i was just in like in like a bit of a daze and i went past eight minutes so the session actually wasn't what I said it was going to be. It was meant to be eight minutes, six minutes, four minutes through. But anyway, I went past eight minutes. I did 10 minutes for my first rep, which I suppose is a good sign. I was feeling that relaxed. Uh, I think I started at 320 per K pace, which must be soft because it felt pretty convenient, pretty controlled. Then I did the five minute rep at 315s. Again, felt fine. Had two minutes recovery between those two. And then on the four minute rep, I was three minutes 50 into it. A gust of, like, it started to hail again and a gust of wind. My, so my laptop, I've got like a shoe rack, which on top of that, I've got balanced two, like, you know, like, you know, like tree trunk things you have like in middle of tables for like weddings. Do you know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a, what, couple of inches deep. We've got, loads of those in the garage and i put two of those together and i put my laptop on top of that so that's how my i've got it in front of the treadmill high tech setup here the wind blew the the wood off and the the wood and my laptop came onto the treadmill i hurdled it they both flew out the back i stopped obviously got off and was like i'm just gonna see a cracked laptop here it was fine but I had to restart it. So, um, yeah, Swift just went down. So, anyway, I, I jumped off. So, I had probably about three, four minutes recovery. Then I went back into four minute, two minute, two by a minute, which was absolutely fine. Started feeling it a little bit on the on the two minute rep. That felt quite hard, five minute miling for two minutes. But all in all, okay. And then I did 15 minutes jog. So, what's that? Six, 6.8 quite a lot of mile isn't it 10 11.2 something like that then two hours later i did the josh lund double and <laughs> jogged in the car i forgot to stop my watch so i lost a quarter of a mile of this run so it says 3.74 but it was definitely four um at 704s that was mostly with the wind so that was quite nice um not much to report there so then Friday, I put off this threshold all day. And again, I wanted to do it outside. The conditions are just rubbish this week again. So I was like, I just gonna, there's just no, I don't see any point of me going outside doing a 20, because the plan was a 20 minute threshold where I wanted to run like top end threshold. I don't see any point smashing it and then having like half of it being 
I don't know, 5.45 pace and the other half being 5.15 pace. And also, if you start into the wind at 5.45 pace for 10 minutes, you're just blown to pieces <laughs> by the time you get to the, the back winds or tailwind. So um jumped on the treadmill. It was, again, one of the, so I did a three-mile warm-up. And it was one of those runs where I felt pretty terrible at 3K in and then just told myself to do four miles to so 6.4k got to four miles for might as well do four and a half got to five and i was like i might as well do 30 minutes here so i did 30 minutes at i think it was three three fifteens i think it was three fifteens let's come up at 515 mile in yes yeah, so 315 yeah 515 pace um which again it was probably more like 520 effort worked pretty hard so got a decent session, 10-minute cool down. And I, Josh, so on my Invincible freeze came on Tuesday and I warmed up mm. in the, on the treadmill on the Wednesday session. And I must have had Thursday off. I've missed that. I've, I've taken Thursday off somewhere. I can't remember what happened Thursday. But yeah, Friday I warmed up and cool down in the invincible freeze and my shin was quite sore it uh, I, I don't think it, i don't think the new they feel that much different to the two they are i didn't like them feel, when i first they firmer they not feel firmer to you in the yeah form. they're definitely they are definitely firmer um but after a few runs the first few runs i did them i didn't like them yeah but then i i, I did like them after the i wore them in yeah, so I've had, this is like the second run in them. And yeah, that's the impression I've got. They're just a bit like the peg turbos. They just feel firm. Oh, I love them. A bit slappy, like compared to their predecessors. So hmm, not not sold on those ones yet. Then Saturday, uh, I had to go to the farm at like quarter past nine with Eliza. So I persuaded Ben to come join me at seven. We started seven forty-five for mine, and bear in mind he's in Spalding. He was very excited to come over. Can I can I just say though? Normally, when people have these flipping Bandock names, yeah, but the title that it's given Ben today is actually very good. So I'm going to read it out, and this can be the Strava segment. Give a man a fish, and you feed him for a day. Don't teach a man to fish, and you feed yourself. He's a grown man, and fishing isn't that hard. I told him if he wants like to carry on running with me, he has to turn that off. Good, good. <laughs> does my yeah. So we did some loops of Stanford, and it felt I felt tired, and it felt much quicker than seven twenty three. So we did eight miles at seven twenty three, and I was saying to Ben on this run, Josh, how on earth do you go out the door at six minute mile in the day after a session? I just don't get it's it. Just easy running, isn't it? I don't understand it. It's so hard. Um, <laughs> so Saturday was a good day because Ipswich won six nil in the afternoon. Chef Wednesday lost. So five games <laughs> to go. Getting exciting. Sunday, I joined Ben again and the plan was to do a Shane Robinson surge run. 
so I wanted to do eight miles steady-ish and then every mile for the next seven miles do a two-minute surge. I actually, I said between six and eight of them. I wasn't. I I got four or five miles into this run and I was so tired. I nearly binned the long run. I took a gel. Luckily, I put one in my pocket. I hadn't really eaten much that morning. It's probably why, because we started at eight o'clock. And yeah, I just felt horrific. I took this gel and half a, half a mile later, I felt fine. So surges weren't too bad, apart from the fact Sunday morning, BBC Weather said two mile per hour winds. Where are those two mile per hour winds? It was so windy for like for every one of our reps. We did so reps two to five. It was just constant. We were constantly running into the wind. I was like, I don't understand how we're always running into a wind. Because in, Lincoln, in Lincolnshire, you you know when you're like you you sign up to something that's like a, a contract and it's like pay per use. But there's like a minimal fee if you don't hit a certain amount. That's what Lincoln's like. Like it, bare minimum wind in Lincoln, even if it's zero, has to be twenty miles an hour. Yeah, that, that's standard. It was just ridiculous. It was. I just can't understand it. Anyway, we sort of kind of the plan was to try and hit thresholded on these reps. So, and we look at looking at the splits. It was about five fifteen on those two minutes. Um, one of the one of the ones towards the end, I made us have a lovely first minute, which was downhill, and we went through about five oh five pace, just like cruising. And I think that actually killed. Uh, ben I don't remember those runs. Ben Ben was um Ben was fine until we went downhill, and I was, <laughs> I got through a minute into this rep, I was like, how good was that? We had wind with us downhill, and he was like, oh, I felt awful for that minute. So he's like the opposite. Yeah, he wasn't too pleased with me, actually, Ben. He didn't like my comments about him last week. He said they were unjustified. But as he doesn't have chance to reply, the listeners should just believe me. I'm a I'm a fair guy. I'm quite an honest guy, aren't I? So What did you say last week? I can't even remember. He's pathetic and he was scared of oh. all No, I think that's valid. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah, that that was my week, and that was about sixty-one miles in the end. Two, two sessions, decent long, kind of three sessions, I suppose. Um, I just kind of need to get the mileage in now because sixty miles used to be a, a very small taper week for me, and now it feels like I don't know how you do more than sixty miles in a week. And my legs this morning, Josh, I did an hour today. I just feel, yeah, just doing those two sessions has just broken me. Do you know when you're like your whole like lower leg hurts? <laughs> Not hurts, but it's just like got no got no pop whatsoever. It's like a death march. I I yeah I know what you mean, but. I'm I'm generally not too bad. Even when that happens, I'm not running too slow. I, I just feel rough. If someone had a gun to my head today, I couldn't go quicker than seven minute mileage. I mean, I don't help by going on these strange, like off road routes, but still, I thought I'd go off road to to make it slow, to make it feel easy, and it still didn't work. But anyway, decent enough weeks. 
week and we're on to the next one. Now I'm 36, into my 37th year of life. You are old. Isn't that, I, do you know what, I never thought of that the other day. You know when you say you're 36, that's like the minimum you are, isn't it? You've actually been. It's like the century, isn't it? Yeah. You say like 18th century. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Well, you. What one thing you will take from this is you ran the most miles. Like I did. I've, I've already clocked it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I but I genuinely didn't feel like I did any running. So, um, go on then. Let's going go from, ha- I was gonna say, going from how you felt like you couldn't break six, seven minute miling. My first run Monday, bank holiday Monday. So I actually ran at eight a.m., which is very early for me. Um. I had a recovery eight miles. Commented on this, but felt a little bit lively. Just I don't know. Question. Sorry, just question. This is this is Easter Monday, isn't it? And yeah, how many Easter eggs have you got through? I, I've not eaten any. You're so disciplined. I know. Sacrifices <laughs> Josh makes. I did have a doctor can of Doctor Pepper. Oh, after a long run <laughs> and I felt I was like I felt so guilty because I said I was going to have fizzy drinks for two weeks but other than that I've been pretty good sorry carry on um, yeah back to this run so I did eight miles uh, 6.03 average my last couple of miles actually got down to 5.40 so I remember I felt pretty good um, and that felt pretty pretty chill as well which was quite nice um, then Tuesday as Aaron's already mentioned the weather was pretty minging and I actually bottled going outside. So I went on the treadmill and I wanted to test out the new Vaporfly, so the Vaporfly 3. And that's uh, just to make sure, really, that, that they're all right for the marathon. Um, so I had three miles. It was basically, it was meant to be a continuous run, but I just, I wanted to, I didn't want to do it all in um, flats. So it was one, two, three, uh, I don't know, bad maths. The 10 miles in total. Um, Three three five mile progression. That was three plus five plus two for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wore um, Invincibles for the first three, jumped off the treadmill, changed my shoes and then cracked on. Um, so yeah, three mile warm-up, like 6.15s. That first mile was like, half of it was probably seven minute mile and then I just cut down. And then the progression was 5.20, 5.15, 5.10, 5 minutes. And I did it with 1% gradient. I never really know what you're meant to put it on, but... I just put it on one. I think, um, I, I think usually it is 1% should mimic one, two. Depends. Like, I think my treadmill is already at an elevated, like, at the front. So it already mimics that. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's not really, it's not really so important at this stage. It's just more sort of get my legs moving. So, um, yeah, I felt right. I actually had to quickly jump off on the four because I got so much sweat on the screen it hit the emergency stop and then it wouldn't start again so I had to jump on the treadmill like three or four down and we were next to me must thinking what on earth right. is happening I've just remembered why my Monday run was, was actually only five miles because I got to the I got to the five mile mark and I did I took my long sleeve off and did exactly the same as you just did <laughs> but the emergency <laughs> stop is like a little red magnet Oh, you have to I couldn't find it it took me ten minutes and then by the time I found it, I was like, I'm done. I'm going in. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was quite annoying, actually. Because um, I didn't realise it had happened at the um, 
first, but there we go. Verdicts in the shoes. They're, yeah, I mean, they're fine. It's harder to tell what they're like because I was on a treadmill and I feel like I'll probably get, a, I'm going to wear them tomorrow. Um, I've got four miles of marathon pace, so uh, just wear them once more. But yeah, I'll, I'll be wearing them for London. Uh, then did two mile warm down, sort of six, uh, what was that? Yeah, six, six to fives. Then Wednesday, I was in London. So I met um, a South African guy at Battersea, a guy called James Miller. I don't think he listens, but we'll give him a shout out anyway. Um, did eight mile recovery run, uh, 6.19s. Basically just did a couple of laps on Battersea. Then back to Battersea on Thursday evening, and I had a track session. I couldn't tell you the last time I jumped on the track. Um, so it was 16 400s. And I thought I'll start off just sort of, if I run sort of 69.70s, that's absolutely fine, really. So probably 69s. The first one was like 69.8. I was like, oh, that felt fast. Then as I got a couple more in, it kind of felt a little bit easier and got quicker, which was probably is quite nice. And that was a 45 second recovery. I can't remember if I said that on it or not. Um, so ended up being sort of 67, 68 average. The last couple were a little bit quicker. But I felt all right, actually. And, I was a little bit nervous on my Achilles because I thought if any point it feels a little bit sore, I'm just going to either stop or go round the park. Um, but it was actually okay. Um, so did three mile warm up, three mile warm down. So just quickly, then, the 45 second recovery, is that standing, jogging? Oh yeah, my Achilles does not like jogging. So you stand? I, I stood still. Yeah, yeah. What did you wear? Vaporflies, twos. But do you know what? I, I feel like I'm aerobically pretty fit because I was getting to 30, like, oh, I've got 15 more seconds. I kind of just wanted to go. Well, I mean, you've got a marathon on Sunday, so I should hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was reasonably pleased with that. I think I don't really need to go any quicker, just get my legs turning over. Good. Then, uh, yeah, got the train back home, so didn't get home till half 12 at night, which is never fun. So, so it didn't run in the morning. What's what's Valley Boys Track Club? Oh, it's a group of the lads at Cardiff Uni and Cardiff Met. Um, they've just said I've got one. I wore the vest in all oh, Paris. Was Paris, that's it. Yeah. Um, so they set up a Strava club to join that. Um, yeah. Then Friday I did six miles, and funny enough, my Achilles was perfect on Friday after that track session. I think I said to you two, like, it makes no sense to me. Well, Shane, it said you, it made sense to you. But I can do a track session and it's brilliant. The day after I did this recovery run, it was fucking grim. Um, but anyway, I did six miles, 6.27s. Obviously left it quite late again, 10 past seven at night. And that is becoming a trend. And the more we get into the taper, the worse I'm getting at that. Then... I didn't run Saturday, um, same reason as the week before, really. My keys was just a little bit sore, and I just don't... I'd rather be over-cautious than force. These are the types of runs going back a month, six weeks, eight weeks, I'd have done, but I just don't really think I need to at the minute. Um, it was meant to be eight miles, so, yeah. Then uh, Sunday, so I did 12 miles. Uh, I watched Manchester Marathon first for a little bit of inspiration. Uh, averaged 5.53s. So I did that um, that hilly loop from my house. Well, the first two miles are hilly. So, yeah, the 
it's what 170 then 130 feet elevation first two miles um but then it's downhill pretty much the rest of the way so it's quite nice um yeah and that's my week that's 12 miles 553s so i did 54 miles for the week and i don't think i felt like oh well i didn't think oh my god i did feel like i ran pretty much well the proof that you didn't run is you didn't make the top 100 of our Strava leaderboard this week. The only person yeah, in the group here is me who made the top 100 just. But Strava leaderboard, the whole world is in marathon season. We had two people get over 100 miles last week. And and actually, one of them I had down as my favourite to win Manchester, but I uh, spoke to him, he's doing Matt Crean. Yes, he's doing Copenhagen. So... Yeah, him and Ben Plummer with anyone's over 100. Brady didn't run that extra 0.2 mile because he works in kilometres probably and can't work out the maths. So he was under 100 miles. <laughs> and then Sally, top top female, 93. And a bit, Josh, you don't even feature on the average pace because you've not, not made it, do you? No. Uh, um, I'm no, you do. Down. You still do. Um, but Kieran Walker's beat you. It, his second at Manchester Marathon, 71 miles at 602s. Marathon week. Solid. Solid marathon week from Kieran. And he did, we'll come to it in a second, was pushing the pace a lot at Manchester. So, fair play. Um, right, let's do some listener questions. First of all, this came in today from Emma Kiernan. She said, London Marathon, due to GPS issues, what do you recommend in terms of checking pace and how frequently to do this? I'm mindful to not go off too fast, but also struggle to want to manually lap every mile for 26 miles. Would you recommend lapping every 5k and just looking at the time? Any advice would be fab. Uh, Shane, what would you say? Yeah, um, learn your 5k splits and and off those I think I mean hopefully by the time you're reaching a marathon you've done enough training to also sort of know what sort of um what what your marathon pace actually feels like so hopefully you can't go too far wrong if you can't trust your watch but I think look at it to get an idea you know if you see any mile markers look at the look at the time on your watch rather than necessarily the pace on your watch and you can start to calibrate that throughout the race I think most people lose it around Canary Wharf, don't they, anyway? So um, main thing I'd say is stick with the 5K markers. But obviously, in, in a 5K, you can still dramatically mess up your pacing. So still be aware and listen to your own body. But yeah, don't don't really trust your your average pace or your minute miles, whatever your watch says. Yeah, I've, I have this discussion a lot with people and I would always say, 5k splits if they have them london will have them european marathons will have them some of the manchester i'm not sure if they had 5k markers out but it's um yeah i'd, I'd rather break it into chunks there's no point looking at every mile and there's no point really looking at your watch in terms of that gps distance the, the only other thing i'd say is is learn learn a specific split for 30k or 20 miles that you want to target if you've got a target pace in mind whether that's 245 3 315 whatever it might be 
know your split for that mark. And I say that because the amount of times I've gone through 30k and I've been, you just can't process things properly by that point, usually. I thought a couple of times I've not been on for a good time just because I've not been able to calculate it and sort of almost not given up, but for a couple of K sort of gone into this bit of, yeah, a bit of a downward sort of thinking that, oh, it's not going right today. And then seeing another split and going, oh, actually, no, it's good. I'm bang on. So, yeah, kind of know what, what you want to go through, sort of 30K in tw or 20 miles in. Um, I think it's different. Uh, Sorry, go on. I was going to say one other thing as well is actually, um, again, I think we've said this before, you might not actually be running 26.2 miles. You might be running further. So uh, that's the other reason why actually I was, I was going to agree with you, Aaron, like find the course markers and learn some of your significant splits. Yeah. As you say, you like 30K. And if you do, it just gives you a little sort of um, little benchmark, doesn't it? Rather than if you... If you're like if you're lapping your watch every mile, one you've got to focus on lapping your watch every mile. Two, it'll just be out by the time you reach thirty k. So, yeah. I think yeah, learn that specific time rather than following what your watch is. I think what you said as well with the five k splits, it 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 doesn't really doesn't really matter what that feedback is. Like I looked back at my PB, and. I went through the first, so my 5k splits were meant to be 16, 10 to 15. We went through the first 5k in 16.33, which is 17, 18 seconds off what I wanted. And you don't panic. Like if it's not, you don't have to panic. If you, I just sort of spent the next 10k gradually. I think I ran a 15.55 in there. And then we're still able to hold on to it. I think the worst thing you can do is is look down at your watch, see a split that you're not not quite on track, and then have this massive surge of adrenaline. Like if it's not if the split's not what you want it to be, but you can't give anything more, there's nothing you can do. You might as well just yeah, keep trying to run whatever you can. Don't be guided by your watch. Yeah. I think it's different for Josh as well, because he will be in a pacing group. And he will sort of, I imagine, just do whatever they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I would give, I mean, not too much different advice, but I would probably actually say check your watch less. So I think um, I would probably check the, your watch at 5K, 10K, half marathon, and then don't worry about it. Like, you, you're in the rhythm then. If, if you're off pace, I mean... You're off pace. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I agree. I, it's, it's kind of. I think it's kind oh, of. You don't need a watch to tell you that. Like your your legs are telling you. So no, just I, crack I, on. Same. I remember it probably said to Shane and the boys in my first ever marathon. If I blow up at thirty k twenty miles, what's the worst you're going to go to? Like if I'm running five fifteen per mile, what's the, you might run a couple of five thirty fives. Yeah, actually, let, let's ask Shane. What's the worst you can? <laughs> uh, tw Twelve minute mile-in, I think, is the worst I can blow up to. Uh, yeah, is is that? Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, I, I massively agree. Actually, Josh, like if you're worrying about your pace at, at thirty, forty, thirty to thirty-five k, then 
well, yeah, you can't really change your pace that much. If you can, yeah. you've probably gone too easy and you should have you should have been aware of your pace early doors. And you, but you're not going to change your pace. You just, as you say, you're gonna you've trained well and you're running well. It's going to be horrible, and you just got to tough it out. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what your watch says. Yeah, I don't know any splits after halfway. I don't really care. Or the only split you need to remember is that sub two hour mark at the end. <laughs> so hopefully that's answered that one, Emma. Then a quick one. I, I've got a lot. We'll we'll get through some of the others next week. But the one I wanted to get to is for Josh from Callum Elson, who said, "Can we get Josh's predicted time from his watch? Let's see what Garmin makes of it." Josh, I asked you to get it. Yeah, I can get what it. What is your Garmin predicting for this weekend? We know so, it's all camps. Yeah, I've been taking a lot of advice from the race predictor and training on Garmin Connect. So it's suggesting that um, I go through in... Actually, I'm not even, even going to work. Uh, so my full marathon would be 2.36 and 3 seconds. Good that. Yeah. What what five? Which is funny. My five k split is fifteen twenty. Well, the funny thing is, my half is one twelve fourteen on this, which is just utter bollocks. Because I've probably run that faster than that six or seven times in the last month. Doesn't matter. It's right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there we go. Go out, go out and prove it wrong. You need to go out <laughs> to your half. Show it. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. I've got loads more list of questions, so we'll get to them next week. But there's a lot of news to catch up on, so let's go to the news. We'll start in Boston that was today, even though that should be next week. Um, I think me and Josh and I've Shane actually watched the end, so we all all saw it. The big news, Kipchoge isn't unbeatable anymore. And yeah, he dropped off at what, 25k? So so Evans Jabet successfully defended his title. Uh, Helen O'Beary triumphed in the women's race. As I said, the all the noise and the build-up was around Elliot Kipchoge. Could he complete the World Marathon Majors victory? But he came home in sixth place in sixth place in two hundred nine twenty three. Um, I was kind of impressed that he he gritted it out. To be fair, because when he did drop off at 25k I think it was he went backwards quickly didn't he Josh yeah and I think I mean it, it very very similarly reminded me of London when he got beaten there he, he so he'll get back he, he never goes pop pop does he no he but he will get back but he's sort of idling almost but, he, um, but I noticed he missed a bottle there and I don't know if that had any sort of um, link to when I can't remember the guy's name. Who, who was it who came second or third? Uh, I think it was second. I, it, it was him who was pushing the pace on. Is it yeah. 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 It was him pushing the pace on there. And I, I wonder if he noticed that he dropped, he missed his drink. But uh, I, I was talking to Jake about it and we were saying, this happened at London as well. He missed a drink, didn't he? And I don't know if he just panics or, and that sort of sets it off in his head or what. Because, yeah, I don't know. It just seems unlike him. He's got some magic in those drinks. More to yeah, the exactly. special mix for him, they? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they all they all looked fairly comfortable early on. Uh, well, they passed through 10K in 28.52, halfway in 62.19. It 
it is kind of net downhill, isn't it? For I know there's a lot of undulations, but it's kind of net downhill for the first half, and then the roll the hills get tough that last third of the race in particular. And yeah, good finish in the end. Um, you know, Chibet only pulled away. What was it in the last couple of k? Was it or last k? Um, yeah, I mean there was. There was three of them away, then it sort of got down to two, then back to three. It's a, uh, this was quite, quite an exciting film. GA went for Chibet, and then you thought Benson, um, is it Benson Kiprutu, was gone, but he then got back, and then he is his training partner, isn't it, of of Chibet. But then um, when when Chibet put that last move in, GA caught back up, and GA actually finished second. So, yeah, overall... Uh, Chibet took the win in 205.54, Gia 206.04, and Kip Ruto 206.06. Kipchoge sixth in 209.23. First American back was Scott Fobble in 209.44. And the story here really was Connor Mance was almost with that lead pack for most of the first half. And then he was just kind of behind Kipchoge when Kipchoge dropped back. And I looked at the 25.2 mile split. So miles ago, he was 28 seconds clear of Scott Fobble and finished, he finished 25 seconds behind him in the end. So his last mile, Conor Mance, after running, you know, 455s, 450s quicker for the first 24, he dropped a, he dropped a 60, did I say it was 605 last mile, I think? So, I do what I've got a lot of respect from going with it. That's just a no nonsense approach. I'm there for that. I know, I know you love a bit of time in the bank. Um, missed out on a PB though because he's run, has he run 209 on his debut? 208. So, another very consistent run from Scott Fobble. He continuously kind of gets it right, doesn't he, with his pacing and sort of works his way through because he wasn't in the top three Americans for the first 10K. Um, yeah. yeah, CJ CJ Albertson featured again for a little bit. Who reckons he'll be out for a double threshold tonight on his treadmill? Probably get, probably get what, 15 miles at marathon pace tonight? If anyone wants to go look at his Strava, it's an interesting, interesting read. Um on the women's side, as I said, Helen O'Beary took the win. And this is also an interesting race to watch, sort of kind of different to the men's. They they went off very slow for the first 10, 15K. They picked up a little bit to go through halfway in 71, 29, which means O'Beary ran, what, 70, 10 for the second half. So negative split for the win. But... There was a pack of was it was it six women at twenty three miles? Uh, Obiri, Salpeta, Bariso, Jepkuskai, Yeshane, and Emma Bates of the USA. Um, Yeshane tripped, but then made it straight back to the the pack, which was pretty impressive because she hit the deck pretty hard. And going into that last mile, a bit was it Bariso was was right behind Obiri and clipping her and. Abiri, what well, I thought Abiri was gonna give her give her a little slap. She wasn't happy, was she? 
I tell you what, the beer he's lost on my Ale was mind blowingly impressive. I think it. I think like Hutchins said, it just pissed her off, and she was like, "All right, then I'll put you to pieces." Um, and yeah, she she has that like exaggerated arm action, doesn't she? Which we've seen on the track, but but yeah, um, big win for Abiru because she was she debuted in New York in whenever that was in November, and it didn't go so well. And she sort of hinted that she wouldn't run a spring marathon, but yeah, Dave from Ritson Hines got it right. Um, so yeah, big win for her. Uh, Emma Bates in fifth in two twenty two, solid run from. I, I don't know if that's a it must be a PB for Emma. I'm going to say it again. Really competitive running. And do you know what I the she was, she was really mixing it. the the whole sort of. I think they did a pretty good job in in filming it for Eurosport. Um, yes, it did cut to the the masses and some random shots a few times, but we did get a pretty good view of the the sharp end of both the men's and the women's races. But it did like the the cameras they use. It just shows how hilly that last bit is. I think it went behind them at one point, didn't it? Like, and then that tunnel. That tunnel at like twenty five and a half miles, that must be grim. Yeah, that's where um, a beer is really on there. I reckon. I reckon Mance had a picnic going up there. <laughs> Twice, yeah. Anyway, he went back to get Kipchoge's bottle for him. <laughs> um, Rotterdam. Let's move over to Rotterdam Marathon. Big news here: Arjun Robin two fifty eight. Do you remember Robin for Chelsea? Get annoying. Did it? Didn't he run faster last year? I don't know. I've literally. Honestly, I think he does it every year. Fair play. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good little build for a marathon, so why not? Anyway, um, Bashir Abdi took up took his second Rotterdam victory in two hundred three forty seven. He was eleven seconds shy of the European and course record that he held from two years ago, which. Is that one Jake paced? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was pushed all the way by Timothy Kiplagat, who was second in 203.50. And Eunice Chumba, Chumba took the women's race uh, by more than a minute in 220.31. Uh, do, 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 do I have any other results? I I know that... Is it Noet? Is it Ken Noet from Belgium? Something like that. Net, yeah, he ran. What did I say earlier? 20 two what? 2-6. Your speaker must be off, Josh. You've gone quiet. I think it was two six high in the end, which is a yeah, impressive. He won the European champs in yeah. what about 2017 18? Yeah, I think he was the guy that controversially knew about yeah, and he stitched, didn't he stitch the upper of the new balance onto a vape? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so that's that's Rotterdam. I've just I've just double checked my facts. Last year, um, Iron Robin ran three thirteen. Oh, so he dipped the three hour barrier. He's got three hour, and and he commented with um, 
this comes very close to winning a great football title. So those sub three marathon runners, uh, myself included, were clearly as good as world class footballers. Yeah, just saying. And then close to home, there was a couple. Well, there was a few marathons this weekend. Manchester. Let's go through Manchester, and it's Lithuanian. I don't know why I've left myself this name. That's a vicious. Ignis Brestvicius. That's a vicious. Brestvicius. Anyway, he took the victory in 2.16.27. Uh, just behind him was Kieran Walker in a new well, two-minute PB of 2.17.30. And third was Ollie Lockley in 2.20.47. Kieran, Ollie and Ignis, along with Scott Cousins, were sort of at the fourth for the most of the first half. And then from about, what, 25k, was it? Kieran and Ignis were sort of together. And Kieran, as we kept saying, looked like he was working hard from quite a way out. He kept seemingly making surges. And, yeah, I don't know how he... And I think it was about just before the two-hour mark, he made a seemed to make a move going downhill when you go under the M, one of the motorways, the one we go off, is it when you go to Stratford, isn't it? It looked like. You need to come off the motorway and you turn left and you go to, to Stratford to the track. Oh, yeah. I think it was that one. He went under there and um, the listeners will have no idea what we're talking about. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I have any idea what I'm talking about, but he seemed to like get a 10 meter gap and then Ignis just slowly clawed it back. Then two hours hit the clock and he, he went to the front. Um, but yeah, decent, decent enough coverage. Commentator was interesting. Um, and we'll come to his commentary in a second because I'll talk about the women's race. Now there was a clear victory in the women's race for Naomi Campbell. Oh, I mean, Mitchell. Um, in the she she took the win in two thirty one twenty seven ahead of Mark Malin Starfelt in two thirty six and Georgie Brunevels in two thirty eight. Now I said Naomi Campbell because the commentator about three or four times in the last mile or two miles called her Naomi Campbell, and finally realised at the end, which yeah, it was just I don't know the, some of the stuff this commentator came out with like the leader in the men's race Ignis was going through 25 miles in it was sort of what 209.50 on the clock and he was like oh I'm not sure if he's going to make break Johnny Meller's course record of 210 here I'm not or I don't know if I can be confident well unless he ran a five second last mile then you could be confident mate <laughs> I'm not quite sure where they pulled this guy from if he's a listener, I'm sorry, but yeah, you need to get some facts going there, mate. Sorry, sorry, but be better is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you boys think? I know you watched it, Josh. Yeah, I mean, again, I think you mentioned it. I think fair point to Karen, he was sort of forcing it. Uh, forcing it. So, so he ran a lot of that sort of front running. Um, and yeah, he was obviously very, very, very pleased with this result at the end. It's been quite interesting because obviously he's, we've seen a lot of his training. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, was, that was good to see the outcome of that as well. And then, in the, yeah, in the... you got your finger over your speaker again. It sounds like you're a fishbowl half the time. No. 
Can't get any Wi-Fi in in Cardiff. Go back to Spain. Um, and then uh... yeah, and they, I mean Naomi ran a lot of that um, sort of. Well, I wouldn't say it on her own because there was men with her, but um, yeah, she was sort of clear. Yeah, so Naomi went through halfway at two twenty six pace, I think. So slowed down a, a fair bit in that second half. Uh Kieran pretty consistent. They went through in what sixty eight flat ish. So yeah, pretty pretty consistent race for Kieran. But yeah, he's been topping our leaderboard with 120, 130 miles week in, week out. So yeah, put some graft in and it's paid off. Um Closer to Josh over in Newport, actually, I looked at the course map and it took in half of the, the Redwick loop. Must have taken it all in. She can't really take half of it in. It is car- oh, there's got oh, okay. Got yes. yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, Dan Nash took the win in 219.46. Um, as Josh said, he's not really that fit at the moment. So not being fit and running 219. 46 ain't bad. He closed down Adam Bowden, I think, in the last mile. And I looked at Nash's splits and I think he ran like a five flat 25 to 26, didn't he? Yeah, he, he nailed it, really. Like, he's, when he's sensible, he's pretty good at that sort of stuff. Um, he did it at Manchester, was it last year? Around when he ran 215. Yeah, I mean, he just let Adam go. Adam went up pretty pretty quick, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Simon Knott was third in 2.24. And I was thinking, that's a decent a decent set of results for Newport. Three men under 2.25. Pretty good going. Um, and then similarly on the women's side, Lizzie Diamond took the win in 2.49.36. Uh, Melissa Gibson was second for the second year in a row or no, I think she was second in 2021 254.40 and Megan Williams third in three hours that's marathon season over I'm going to just quickly cover national road relays for our club, core club runners who listen Leeds and Central uh, took the women's and men's, well the women's sixth stage and the men's twelfth stage respectively central because they're not english did they take the win or is that then passed on to sorry they won didn't they yeah but i think highgate who got second got the english gold medal did they not yeah yeah, yeah that, that's fair enough because they are english there's the english champs so they'll get the gold the central one didn't they yeah, I don't know why you just don't give it. Just do a British one, surely. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, there's there's plenty that could be improved at the road relays. Anyway, that's for another day. On the women's side, Georgia Grek was the fastest long leg. Gemma Steele, fastest short leg. Men's side, there was some big names at Sutton Park this year. Um, long leg was taken by Andy Butchart and then... Just, I think, a second behind him was Alex Yee in 2458. Um, short leg was Hamish Hickey in 1507, which is pretty rapid. But the those long leg times, 2457, 2458, are phenomenal. And I'm not Manchester sure... Alex ran two years ago, I think. Sorry? 
it matches what Alex ran two two years ago. I think he's run he's run like two fifty seven, two fifty eight, like three times now. There was a lot of quick times on the day, so maybe it was still conditions. A lot of the long legs were quick this year, I thought. Um, but yeah, some good racing there. Good to see some some big names representing their clubs um, at Sutton Park. And what I did like actually was I saw John Beatty's tweet. John Beatty's been running there for 20 years probably. And as he said, it never gets any easier. It is a horrible route. That, what is it? Five and a bit, Mark, is it five and a bit? Whatever it is, long leg is, I don't know. I don't, it's not even that hilly, but it's just awful. It's a slog. But anyway, um, Shane, you've mentioned Link 10K. Abby Donnelly took the win in 31.42, a big PB down from 32.51. As you said, takes her to 11th on the UK all-time list. Absolutely phenomenal on that course as well. Incredible. Like, yeah, it was amazing. And also with Sophie Wallace also in Lincoln, you know, mid-32s, did she run 32 and a bit or 32 high? 32 and a half, I think-ish at Trafford. That's, yeah, not a bad Lincoln team, surely up and coming. Yeah, well, they won, obviously, over the past couple of years, they've, the medals on the, the cross and on the road relays. So, yeah, very strong. Us, Good. Us men just need to sort ourselves out a bit. Well, I'd, I'd take getting in a women's A team in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, behind Abby, Laura Kay, 35-38, and Katie Harbon, 35-49. On the men's side, Jordan Skelly, Shane's training partner, took the win in 30-19. A second ahead of Lewis Jagger in thirty twenty, and Danny Hames of Derby. I don't know if he still runs for Derby in thirty forty one. Um, was Tom Straw in fourth? Was Tom no, fourth? Joe, Joe Wilkinson with his oh, comeback in fourth. Yeah, impressive from Joe Wilkes because he's been playing football. But yeah, Skelly, Skelly is a fan's favourite victory in Lincoln. I would say. Um, Newport 10k actually, Omar Ahmed 28.35, not bad on your own. He's not been running that fast in races, has he? That, that's um, rapid. He's been running pretty quick. I, I think 28.35 is probably one of his better runs of late. And then on the women's oh, side, yeah, definitely one of his best ones. Women's side was very competitive because Natasha Cochran 33.27 took the win. And Clara Evans thirty three thirty five and Megan Davis thirty four oh one so speedy on the women's side of things. Uh, lastly, let's just quickly cover Brian Clay Invitational in the US because I saw Cam Allen ran twenty eight thirty seven for ten k there. Whole host of Brits under under thirty minutes, including Ed Buck of Newark. Is he still Newark? Uh, twenty nine twenty five. And I think Bella Williams in the 5K round 15.43 and Tommy George 13.35. So, yeah, stakes in the spring is still the fast place to be on the track. Um, well, um, Bella Williams, I think, still Lincoln Wellington. So add that to Donnelly and Wallace. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Mm. We, we wouldn't make that 18, Shane. We're done. I wouldn't make it. No, no chance. <laughs> 
Right. If we draft the women into a 12 stage, we might get a team out then. Yeah, that's probably the best bet. What's happening? Well, we know what's happening. London Marathon's happening, Josh. What's your plan for this week? Are you heading up to London when? I'm going Thursday evening. Um, Physio Thursday. You're going to have to shout. Your microphone is either so quiet or really loud. Are you playing Harry Potter while doing this? What's that as a yes? There we go. Right. I've taken it. Turn my, my AirPods are dead, I think. Um, so I'm going up on Thursday evening. Um, got a haircut booked in Thursday morning. Physio straight after that. And then I'll be on my way. What's that? You got a haircut booked in? <laughs> yeah. Got yeah. <laughs> what to do what? I'm going to shave it again and I'm going to get a skin fade. It's a skin fade when uh, just get a bick, mate. You'll be fine. Are you sure about a skin fade? Have you seen a skin fade into a into a grade one all over? Nah, but it'll be fine. You're going to look bald. Yeah, that's all right. You're going to get burnt if the weather's as well as going to be. You're going to have like a red head. Josh actually did um, have to put sun cream in my hair when he shaved it because it, that was a worry in Spain to be fair I'm gonna be, um, me and Shane are going to have to like position ourselves at the side of the road to like give you like ice caps like <laughs> yeah um, I'm actually going to a tracksmith event on Friday evening as well um, opening their new shop so if anyone wants to come along um, don't make me ill um, and then that's it, really. And then I'm, yeah, just doing the race. So where are you staying? For, are you staying Friday and Saturday in the hotel? No, it's only Friday. Uh, we only got offered Saturday. Where's the big accommodation Friday night? Uh, so, for, well, I'm actually staying someone I used to work, uh, someone I work with, or he's just left. He's uh, still paying for rent in his house in Clapham, so... Oh. worked out quite well yeah so listeners anybody wants to put me up in london on saturday night um do i put this offer out to listeners yeah why not yeah what put me up i'm available for selection saturday night <laughs> on Sunday, sunday um because i'm going up to london on friday to watch josh widdicombe and rob beckett and then we me and jenny are staying near King's Cross on Friday and then she's got the rap party for the crown on Saturday at the Nat- National History Museum and I'm not invited so yeah you can come run with me three mile recovery run three mile recovery run for what on Saturday oh yeah yeah can't if I'm around I'll, I'll join you and as I said Josh I'm also yeah if anyone wants to give me a place for London I might just run it. There's still places go, isn't there? Sorry. If you ran, okay, if you ran flat out, what could you run right now? I don't know if I could run flat out for a marathon. <laughs> I don't think it would happen. Yeah. Let's let's rephrase. How far do you think you could get? By a decent like effort. Like a marathon effort, I th- I reckon I could get to eleven, twelve miles. 
there's no what i wouldn't race a half marathon at that sort of, it's it's hard as a fan at stanford it's hard isn't it but anyway i've got plenty of people running so hopefully can get down there and support and shane's bailed on me so anybody wants well, to run with me well i am just a highly highly unlikely but if some miracle happens and well okay maybe if i get my all nighters in uh early do- early doors this week i might make it for london so we'll we'll see. If I can't run, I might as well just not go to sleep, do my coursework, and then I'll make it to London. Yeah, because I want someone to run with on Sunday. If I can't run, my other plan was to just watch and then jump in with Josh and pace him for like 200 metres. <laughs> do you ever do those Christmas relays, Shane, where you like pile out and you do 200 metres on? Yeah, Me and you can do that alongside Josh. <laughs> And then we yeah, need but... like a little bike in between. <laughs> yeah. You have to ghost it. Anyway, anything else happening this week? Or are we just all planning on embarking on London? Yeah, I think we're just going to be give give Josh some shit all week, aren't we? Well, I think I'm going to put a post up for the listeners to guess Josh's marathon time. I'm going to ban Josh from looking at it because I don't want anything getting in his head. And I know how he likes to look on Instagram. So, <laughs> And, and the winner... Got... The winner can get a pair of Josh Lund's signed underpants. <laughs> well, it's the most exotic thing. I'm sure we can find find something. They can, can they can have they can have my old vapor flies from this block. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably yeah, fun. I like that. It's good. Yeah, more a Morton gel wrapper too. Um. Yeah, that's probably it then, boys. Uh, last thing to say, good luck, Josh. I'm sure me and Shane will Thanks. speak beforehand. You make but your own luck, mate. We are very excited to watch you run. And I will be cheering you on if you don't go any quicker than 67 minutes through halfway. If you go oh, through quicker than 67 minutes at halfway, I have got every right to give you as much abuse as I possibly can. <laughs> When I see twenty miles. <laughs> that uh, that rem- that reminds me. Did you see what Josh Griffiths replied to your question? Yes, <laughs> I did. I'll read it out next week. I've got some stuff for next week. But um, also any any shout outs you want from listeners on race course on the race course itself? Um, I'd rather you be horrible than be nice. I don't really want anyone being nice. And don't say to me it's not far to go. Or you you look good. Nothing. You just, you just said it now. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh. Not hard to go, Josh. You, you want someone to be horrible, and you just told them what not to say. So <laughs> yeah, it's just you know when people are like, "Oh, you're doing really good." Just tell me to stop being a bitch. <laughs> Looking good. We like Josh, that. Josh is quite good actually. He likes to have like a full blown conversation with you as he runs past. <laughs> Now this year, it's one thing I've I've got something. I was practicing it a little bit in my some of them long runs. You can I can proper dial myself sort of just into the run and nothing else. Nice, yeah. Right, let's wrap this one up and let Josh go eat some food. Carb loaded himself. Yeah. <laughs> he can have an extra grain of rice tonight. And we'll speak again next week. Cheers, boys. Bye, boys. Bye. <laughs>
I'm outstanding the 